Welcome to the Simple Self-Care Podcast, your weekly nudge to take good care. I'm your host, Randy Kay. For the last half of October, I had the opportunity to study in and explore around the magical land of Peru. I've been back for about two weeks now, and I'm still trying to figure out how to share my trip in a way that is, well, worth sharing. You know, not in a, OMG, Peru is so awesome, and I'm awesome for going kind of way, but in a, hey world, other parts of the world are cool. Let's bring our worlds together and see what we can learn, kind of way. And while there are really cool ruins and landscapes and food and history, I think the most valuable takeaway is the importance of offerings and how giving something of yourself is the only path to true happiness. Full disclosure, I have been to Peru before, about 11 years ago to be exact. I randomly hopped in on a humanitarian trip with some Rotarians I met at a wedding reception. (laughs) Yeah, the... The younger years of Randy. Anyway, we went to Cusco, Machu Picchu, and even ventured up to some villages along the Amazon River. It was an incredible trip, and I remember being so impressed with the people there and how grateful and giving they were, and how happy they were in smaller villages with very little. I remember thinking that I never wanted to bring them back to my world, and I actually wished I could stay in theirs. But I couldn't, and actually I never intended on going back solely because I was so into checking countries off of my bucket list at the time, and I had many more places and people to see. But my bucket list has changed a bit since then, and one thing that I've been really wanting to do for years is some advanced yoga teacher training with yoga medicine. Maybe I'll have the founder and my teacher, Tiffany Crookshank, on the podcast one of these times so you can hear for yourself how amazing she is and what yoga medicine is all about. But long story short, her yin yoga and meditation training with Rashmi Bismarck was what helped pull me back to the sacred valley of the Incas. I'm not going to go into depth with the history of Peru, but I will tell you that there is still a very strong connection to the earth here. And I got to chat with Carol Coombs, the founder of Wilcatica, the retreat center where we stayed. Carol purchased the land over 20 years ago and curated it into one of the most magical places I've ever been. And also... I'm not being sponsored for any of the people or places I mentioned. I'm mentioning them because I love them and want to support them. But anyway, this place has gorgeous, overflowing like chakra gardens and a thousand-year-old lacuma tree with the Andes Mountains as a backdrop. I honestly couldn't get over it, and I was frequently wandering the gardens at night when everyone else went to bed. Carol even dubbed me the princess of the gardens. And it was an honor for sure. But anyway, while Carol was explaining the heart chakra gardens, she actually explained the whole essence of the Peruvian way. We'll take a listen. Okay. The reason we're starting in the, in the heart chakra is because 
uh, everything to do with the Andean culture, the Quechua people or the descendants of the Inca uh, who were here thousands of years ago. And they practice the Andean, I don't want to say spiritual because they don't see it as a spiritual, but it's the Andean connection to the ancestral practices of years, hundreds of years ago. Mm -hmm. And everything is heart-based. It really comes from the heart chakra, their love for Pachamama, their appreciation of the foods that you get from the gardens, all the plants. So here, you see that plant over there? That's called munia. It's been in your tea basket, mm -hmm. but the actual plant itself, munai, means to love. And it's even shaped, I'm just going to, so just going to get, it's sort of, to me, it's heart-shaped, you see, little heart, like that, mm -hmm. okay. And just rub it and then you'll sniff it. And it's a digestive plant, and we mm. put it in the tea, and munai means, munya is from the verb to love, munai, to mm -hmm. love. So this is the essence, it's the central chakra, as you know, mm -hmm. to the heart, and the culture is very heart-centered, and the people will always practice Aini. Do you remember what Aini was? Or I might, you know, I don't know who I've been talking to. <laughs> so Aini means today for you, tomorrow for me. Mm -hmm. So people give before they receive. They give to receive. So they're always going to give, um, help you. And then I know when I need help, you're going to help me. And that's a very good concept, you know. It's not, it's the reverse in America. It's it's taking and mine and not yours it's it's you know in all western culture so that was why this culture has always just been very heart-centered and which is why i like to live here and come here mm -hmm. and be with the people here and we have indigenous healers but they live very far away and because this was a very busy personal program for you for yoga medicine i didn't bring the healers here but normally they can come down and do some work here. And uh, you connect with Pachamama. So Pachamama's Mother Earth. So she's the main goddess, feminine energy. And the masculine energy to counter the feminine is Taita Inti, Inti the sun god. So you have the masculine as the sun. The moon is also the feminine. And then the, the overall protector, the person who we have to appreciate is Pachamama, Mother Earth. So you heard Carol talk about Pachamama or Mother Earth. She plays a big role in the ancient practices of this part of Peru, and she kept coming up as the receiver of various offerings. Here's Carol talking again about how even a spiral path that she created in the gardens can be a practice of how giving to Panchamama is also a way to receive. So if you have a chance, but before you leave, walk this. You're starting there going anti-clockwise because you're in the southern hemisphere and you walk it all the way to the center and then you keep going out as a true spiral. They have them in the Nazca lines going back 2,000 years, 3,000, they don't even know. So the idea would be, as you're going in, release what you don't need in your life. Whatever's going on that you actually don't have to take home with you, let it, leave it here, give it to us. Leave it in the spiral, 
and then you're walking out again and you're receiving pure Andean energy, replacing what you've left, let go, it can come back into you. Okay, so that's a, a fun thing to do. Energetically, it's charging you up when you, before you leave tomorrow with good energy, but you've left behind all your junk for us. <laughs> and Pachamama will take it with her arms open and she can, you know, transform it. And it's the same as a Buddhist philosophy where, um, you know, a, a lotus will grow out of the mud. Something beautiful can come from something not so beautiful. So this is the second, this, the third eye uh, chakra. We'll just pop in here to Pachamama. And side note, since we are talking about healing in Peru, let me clear the air and tell you what Carol thinks about ayahuasca in these parts. It's kind of a hot button topic right now. I come from the jungle. And so the people okay. here don't know ayahuasca, mm -hmm. but the people in the jungle don't know the Carol people at the mountain. So there were very few different things. And the ayahuasca, I see no relation I, I know it I know people who have found it marvelous mm -hmm. for healing and all mm -hmm. these things but it doesn't relate to taking care of the earth the way the, the mm -hmm. Quechua people yes. do honoring Pachamama making blessings to her and all that stuff so basically keep it to the jungle with the experts on that plant and do so with care and a need for that kind of healing okay okay <laughs> moving on I'll be honest, it was hard to leave Carol and Will Katika and all of my new friends and the amazing education of the yoga medicine training, but after a week, it was time for me to get even more immersed with the rural cultures of Peru. My new friend from the training, Paula, joined me on my next leg of the trip to visit the village of Chari where we stayed in a local home and learned how the women here weave goods to wear and sell. We also got to see pre-Inca ruins and venture up to the Palcoyo Mountains, a mountain range full of multicolored rocks that make it look like a strip of a rainbow. No joke. Carlos, our charming guide and new best friend, took us to the top of Pitu Marco ruins, I think that's how you say it, where thousands of years ago, they made offerings to Panchamama. Carlos told us that it was therapeutic to howl at the top of your lungs over the valley, a way to cleanse your soul. So, of course, we gave it a whirl. It truly felt amazing. My soul officially felt cleansed. It felt so good, in fact, that it only elevated from there. One, two, three. I love Pachamama! Thank you, Pachamama, but Oh, how do we do that? Sulpaiki. Sulpaiki. Pachamama. Panchamama. Sulpaiki Panchamama. Sulpaiki Panchamama. One, two, three. Sulpaiki Panchamama! Wow. 
<laughs> yeah, it was good. It's hard. <laughs> Paula and I had a blast with Carlos and our driver, Alex. They shared with us their love for the earth and for their country. They shared stories and knowledge and cared for us, along with the women of the village that shared their homes and delicious food. It was only two days, but it felt like we had known them forever. And while we're hiking around the Rainbow Mountains, I asked Carlos why all of the Peruvians I met were so happy. His beautiful answer sums it all up perfectly. Because I think that the Peruvian people have a lot of love. Our interest is to be happy with our friends, with our family, to share the moments. And the majority of people around the world think only money, to have a lot of money. But that's not the way. You can, you can do different things to have a lot of love, to share with local people or with your friends or your family. That's the most important in your life. And also the majority of people are looking for the happiness. But I think the happiness are located inside of themselves, inside, mm -hmm. in their heart. Don't, don't search the happiness because you have the, the happiness inside of you. It was really hard for us to say goodbye to Carlos and the CBC to pay crew. That's the nonprofit tour company that I 100% recommend that Carlos works for in case you are in the neighborhood and want a life-changing couple of days. But the continuous thread of love and giving and offering throughout my time there was the unexpected and honestly most powerful gift I got from Peru. How many of us are chasing happiness, are continuously focusing on what we don't have, are living with a scarcity mentality that we don't have enough time or energy to give first, that the act of even giving is a draining activity these days. While I was flying back to Fargo, I stopped in LA for a day and got to be on the Minimalist podcast talking about self-care. It actually just came out. So check it out. It's a good one. But there I was able to share my new insights on giving, that if giving doesn't fill you up, it isn't truly giving. And to that, I would also add that you can't truly receive if you don't also give. My friends in Peru showed me that giving is a two-way street. And since then, I've been working on my scarcity mentality that I can have sometimes. I've been trying to rewire the programming I've developed, that I don't have enough of this or that, and I've been intentionally learning how to give more purely, to lead with gratitude, and to not be afraid to share more of myself. And honestly, I don't have it all figured out yet, but this is a new area of growth for me that is definitely worth figuring out, so I'll keep you posted. But... Maybe you can join me. Maybe this is also resonating with you. And if it is, I'd love to hear your wisdom on the matter. You can join me in the conversation over at the Simple Self-Care Circle, which is my free Facebook community dedicated to all things simple self-care. Or you can comment on my posts on Instagram at naturallyrandyk. 
That's naturally R-A-N-D-I-K-A-Y. And that has been a really great place for conversation lately. I love connecting with you all there. Another fun thing people have been doing lately is taking a screenshot or a selfie of them listening to this podcast and then posting it on their Instagram stories and the like, along with their thoughts or what they're learning. So feel free to do that if you feel so inclined, and I'd love to repost it and feature you and your thoughts and keep the conversation going. And in the spirit of giving, one last thing, I've got a free guide going on over at my website right now back by popular demand. It's my happy desk guide, a simple five-step guide to create a healthier and more productive way to work. It's perfect for you desk-bound hustlers out there with some body pain that's giving you grief. I've taken my 10 plus years of helping my desk worker clients with chronic pain and put all I've learned together in my five best habits of keeping your body and mind healthy while working. Head over to naturallyrandyk.com and get that right on my homepage. Oh, and check out my photos from Peru on the show notes page under the podcast tab. You'll want to see some of this magic for yourself, including Carlos. He's so cute. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, be sure to tune in next week as the self-care conversation continues. And until then, take good care and enjoy the journey.